Welcome to iDGen episode 5. Each week we track down and explore the most exciting, interesting, wild crypto stories, hacks, scams, exploits, whatever, whatever we can find that feeds our crypto curiosity. Welcome DGENs, come one, come all. In this week's episode... We're going to take a deep dive into the brutally unfortunate Aku Dreams bug that left 11,000 ETH permanently locked in the smart contract. I am your host, Zach Wolf. Unfortunately, Hunt is not with me today. He is working on a new setup for remote broadcasting. We weren't able to get it all tied in. So this go, I'm just going to take a run through of it. If all goes well next week, we will have Hunt back in the mix. Overall, it has been, I feel like, a relatively calm week. I don't know. We can, uh, it's hard to, to rate these things. There, there was a pretty big, the Aku Dreams incident. It's, it's pretty big. It's not a hack per se. So maybe not as intense as some of the previous weeks. We're hoping to kind of lighten the content up a little. I just personally am geared more towards the hacking security side of things, but we are hopefully going to be dialing in some different some different flavors in the crypto world this week for our quick weekly rundown of the news. Silk Road's stolen BTC that was recovered by the US government has been used to cover Ross Ulbricht's debt. So that BTC, if you might recall, someone stole it from Silk Road. U.S. government got it back. I guess they're allowing that $2 billion, I think, worth of Bitcoin to cover a, a very small, in comparison, debt of Ross Ulbrecht's. That story, uh, all this in the show notes as usual. That was from BN Crypto. This one is from The Block. New York lawmakers want to make rug pulling a crime. Some legislation in the works that explicitly would cre- make it illegal to to rug pull. So interesting to see how they try to implement that and what comes of it. Next story, ERC-712R, refundable NFTs. So in an attempt to kind of reduce scams, the guys from one of the guys from the Crypto Fighters Project has released an update or proposed an update to the ERC 721 NFT standard that would enable refundable NFTs. There's a really great Markets Daily podcast this week on this topic. If you want to get more info on that, there's some criticism, you know, maybe some. Some potential loopholes. The you know it's it's not a, a it's not a fully polished spec yet, but interesting and worth note. Would be nice to see something like that picking up steam to help reduce scams and rug pulls in the NFT world. The next one, another week and more bored apes stolen. This time, hackers took over the Instagram account for the Board Ape Yacht Club posted a scam claim that said, hey, if you have bored apes, we're doing an airdrop for some virtual land. 
However, instead, the link was designed to extract NFTs from your wallet should you have clicked it. From the Defiant, reading that the hacker stole 91 NFTs in total, including four bored apes, seven mutant apes. Just those those 11 NFTs alone were worth 2.6 million. Pretty, pretty insane. Be careful what links you click on. This one is interesting. Next story of the week. The OG Zcash trusted ceremony, hotly debated. Turns out the Anon John Doberton was Edward Snowden. Didn't see that coming. Wasn't something I was paying a lot of attention to. A lot has happened. Link in the show notes to Zcash Media. You can watch a YouTube video on that if you want more info. That's the, according to Zuko on Twitter, go to that video. Don't read the stories on it. You're going to get a better taste. And I did watch the video, and it is super cool to see kind of how that evolved and also from Sapling all the way up to Halo and how they got rid of the trusted ceremony. Really, really cool stuff. If you follow private coins and Zcash, Edward Snowden was in there. Next story, Panama legislator passes a bill regulating crypto. Looks like this is aimed to bring crypto projects in. And it also allows folks to accept crypto payments and use crypto more easily in Panama. It isn't uh, passed yet, as I understand it, but it's looking pretty good. Probably will. So maybe um, Panama becomes a more crypto-friendly place for uh, starting or running a business here soon. This one caught my eye. Massive 15.3 million requests per second volumetric HTTPS DDoS attack. This was targeting an undisclosed crypto launch pad. I want to find out who that was. I want to find out what site got hit. I didn't get enough time to dig in. Every article I saw just said undisclosed. It was only a 15-second attack, but it was notable because of its use of HTTPS. While 15.3 million requests per second is not the highest ever seen, I believe that's the highest ever using HTTPS, which does take more considerably more resources on the attacker side. So, yeah, who was the target of that? Did Also didn't see even what botnet was being used, so not a ton of information. Just Cloudflare letting us know that they were able to stop the attack and some basic information. More info and show notes from a Hacker News article on that one. And another one from Coindesk. Ethereum Name Service, or ENS, has overtaken the Board Ape Yacht Club and Daily Trading one day this week. I'm not sure how long that lasted, but this was the, the uh, there's kind of like this club started for anyone that has a four number ENS address. So only 10,000 of those, and it was like, hey, Discord for only people that have four uh, character, four number ENS addresses. I think that was part of it, but I think there might just be a, a race to grab those. I found a really sweet four-letter one yesterday. Almost bought it, but I didn't, I don't know, second-guessing it. It wasn't, wasn't all that expensive um, compared to, I don't know, maybe the last time I looked, ETH was just a lot higher in price, but... Um, I think I was going to be able to get like a four character, not four numbers, but whatever, four character ENS for like 350 bucks, I think for a year. So not terrible. Those are the weekly 
stories that we were tracking we found interesting. A couple of our listeners reached out this week and linked me on stories. That's awesome. If you guys see stuff that you think is interesting, please send it over and we'll look into it and talk about it. In fact, that is one of the ways we ended up on our deep dive story for the week. This one, moment of silence, $34 million, 11,539 ETH permanently locked into the Aku Dreams contract forever. Akutars, actually, I think. Oh, man. DeFi development, NFT development, blockchain development. Super intense, risky. This is so insane. $34 million locked permanently. I was trying to think of what the equivalent might be in the current banking system. And the only thing I could come up with is like if a bank just burnt to the ground and every, all the assets in it were, were just gone. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's even an accurate comparison. I did a lot of research on this one the last couple of days. I started out with just the basics. What is Aku? So... Aku is a character created by former MLB player turned artist Micah Johnson. This came about when his four-year-old nephew asked him or somebody close to him, he heard him, I guess, can astronauts be black? And this inspired Micah to create a collection of NFTs. It started uh, February 21st, 2021 was an animated video initially and ended up being 10 chapters. So kind of like this story and really, uh, really awesome, you know, creative folks involved in this project. Super cool NFTs, interesting story style. So the 10th chapter came out February of this year. Initially, it looks like Micah had planned or thought that this would be a couple year project, but the demand was so high, they just ran with it. And they kept going through these chapters, it was blowing up. Then they weren't ready to stop. So they were going to do the Octars. That drop was done on April 22nd, 2022, this week. The Octars, according to their profile on OpenSea, collection of 15,000 unique 3D Aku avatars. The partnership list here is long, some very familiar names that I'm not going to mention because I don't want to promote, name drop anybody, but some, some interesting folks in the mix. Each Akatar grants you entry into the ever-expanding Akaverse, where lines are blurred between the digital and physical worlds, and owners gain exclusive access to culture-defining experiences products, and collaborations. Really, you know, pretty epic looking avatars and NFTs. Again, some really dope people behind this project. Super cool looking. Unfortunately, they were extending, it appears, resources into the creative side, but maybe not Digging is deep into the development side. This particular auction for the Octars was 
a really interesting, as far as I can tell, it's a new or unique mechanism. And essentially it was a Dutch auction, but the unique feature was that the lowest bid would set the price for all minters. And so the way that works is, you know, let's say bidding starts at one ETH. And there were three bidders. Somebody bids two ETH, somebody bids three, somebody bids four. That two ETH bid, the lowest bid, right, that will end up being the price for all the NFTs. So if you bid more than the lowest, there's a refund at the end where the contract is going to send you back the difference. So like that top bidder in that example, four ETH. The minimum was two. He's going to get two ETH back and get his Octar. So pretty cool, interesting, nice, nice mechanism. Unfortunately, however, it was not implemented correctly on chain. So being myself a Solidity developer, at least part-time, these days, uh, I wanted to dig into this. I'm fascinated by the mechanics of these. I'm going to try and not get too technical, but also jump in and really look at what happened here. The first issue, there were multiple issues with this contract. The first issue, if you bid on the auction from a contract itself, the contract didn't have a fallback function to handle incoming ETH. And that would cause the refund loop to fail. Okay, so the the idea there, you have a wallet, you're, someone's bidding from their wallet on this contract. The bid function did not prevent contracts themselves from bidding. All right, that's a that's a something that you know a, a way that you can programmatic programmatically define a function and solidity. You know, you can say, hey, contracts can't interact with this function. They did not do that. So what someone did was they made a bid from a contract. And when it came time to iterate through that particular bidder, it was going to send the money back. And essentially, the contract itself didn't have a properly defined fallback function, which kicked back an error which caused the loop on the Akatar's contract to error and break, okay? And so it wasn't going to uh, allow that loop to continue. That's a huge problem. However, this is super interesting. The person that bid with this malicious contract, they embedded a message into the data of the transaction, the note that read, well, this was fun. Had no intentions of actually exploiting this. Otherwise, I wouldn't have used Coinbase. Once you guys publicly acknowledge that the exploit exists, I will remove the block immediately. Cool. So they knew what they were doing. They understood that when they made a bid with this malicious contract, if they had the ability to add in a proper fallback function or to bypass that failure that they could reopen the loop up, thus closing you know the issue out. So awesome, they did that. Great, everything continues on. 
that was a problem, um, but not the final problem here. So a lot of talk on Twitter about how this attack happened. Uh, sorry, uh, not attack, but but how this bug kind of happened. That you know was an exploit. Somebody went after. They you know made it right. Okay, I did find mention that this was pointed out to the to the team, the Aku Dreams team ahead of time, and they just ignored it. I wasn't able to verify that. Supposedly there's deleted tweet and some drama there. Not super concerned with it, although it does, you know, probably help understand the project a little maybe, but either way, focusing on the technical, the big issue. All right, so this one, try to try to just get through this in a clear, concise way as I understand it. The contract was designed to keep track of bids, right? So it maps an address and the bids that were made by that address. When a certain section of the code was tracking the bids, there was a simple counter used to increment this bid counter. However, the developer did not think of a multi-mint single transaction. So if a bidder bid on multiple octars with a single transaction, that loop counter, the bid count would only go up one, even if they bid on two, three, four, five. I don't know, I don't know what the bid limit was or if there was one, but the main point is that that counter just bumped up one time. So while there were 5,495 total octars to be auctioned, I think the other, we said in the beginning, I said in the beginning there was 15,000. So I think the others were given away to previous NFT holders and, and things, right? So there were only 5,495 in the auction. The bid counter, because of this bug, only made it to 3,669. Now, where this becomes extremely important is when we get to the, the refund loop. So we talked about how the auction worked at the end when the auction is complete. Anyone who bid over the minimum lowest bid was going to get refunded the difference. Well, when the contract, when someone called the function to process the withdraws or the refunds, we'll say, there was a check in there and it looked at the refund progress and it made sure that that was less than the bid index, or the bid counter. Unfortunately, because that counter wasn't incrementing correctly, that check would never pass. It's worse. There was actually an emergency withdraw for the project to claim funds kind of a backup in case something happened. There was also a require statement in there. And so in Solidity, a require statement, if it evaluates to false, it just, you know, it kicks out execution right then and there. So these require functions, this this next one in the claim project loop was looking at the refund progress greater than or equal to the total number of bids. And again, that bid count 
that counter not having incremented correctly prevented this from executing. As a result, the refunds for this clever Dutch auction are impossible. The Ethereum is locked forever into the smart contract. 11,000 ETH, 34 million at this time. I'm sure in 10 years, be more than that. Probably crazy. Super unfortunate. Really a bummer. I wasn't able to find any information that the contract was audited. It's hard to think that it was tested because you would have had to have conceptualized somebody bidding on more than one. For the first bug, you you would have you know considered somebody placing a bid from a contract. That one may be a little more obscure. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Either way, one of the things that stood out to me is that when I went to the Aku Dreams Twitter, I kept thinking, okay, where you know there's going to be exchanges, there's going to be comments. We're sorry. You know, when you see these, like in the DeFi attacks we cover, usually you see the the, the project protocol. You know, following up, research what happened. I couldn't find anything. It was crazy. It's just more and more and more of these actars uh, they're tweeting about. And I went back, 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 back. Lots of tweets to scroll through. I got all the way back to the 22nd. I didn't see anything. So I don't know if they're kind of just hoping it goes away. You know, uh, maybe I just missed them. But I thought that was strange. Not, in my opinion, the best way to handle it. But maybe I missed something. Not totally sure there. Another takeaway for me on this one, outside of the obvious, get your contracts audited and or just use a seasoned dev. I mean, it takes time to do this stuff, and these are not. This is these are not like obscure bugs, like a, a you know a bid counter not incrementing correctly that should have been caught. There's just no, really no excuse for that. However, um. I noticed there's a lot of questionable info floating around on Twitter, so maybe this is standard, but different different users tweeting their breakdown, lots of likes, lots of retweets, and they weren't, a lot of them were like kind of on point, but not really accurate at the end of the day in regard to which bug actually caused the exploit. So just a reminder, these these new blockchain-based DeFi attacks, bugs, whatever we call them here. Just a reminder that there's it's difficult to get quality information on this stuff. You know, I, I went through a couple different breakdowns of the, of the issues, and I was, like, confused. I couldn't figure it out. Things weren't making sense. Then I finally found a stream or a thread where it was broken down very clearly and it actually made sense. And I realized, you know, again, it's, it's just that same old, it's just a lot of, a lot of information, people racing, I think to, to get that tweet out there, to get that thread out there. But it, uh, it's hard to get accurate information. And with that being said, the usual disclaimer here, if I missed anything messed up or misunderstood that reach out, let us know. We'll, we'll get our corrections out there. Lots of links in the show notes on this one. I found a really good Delphi Digital article on Aku, the moon god, and the new age of Web3 media. 
This is from early April in 2022. Some key takeaways. Aku is arguably the most powerful NFT-based character today. His likeness and storyline have resonated with thousands of people, many of which had little to no interaction with NFTs previously. It's really cool to see these projects that aren't that are emerging not so much from like OG crypto people, but you know, just uh, a whole new breed, a whole new folks are for coming in and creating really cool things with these with this technology. I don't know. I think the the whole of it, the whole project, all the people involved. Aside from the developer, I'm sorry, but that has to be said, are, are really on point. Really cool stuff. One of the hallmarks of the Aku community is its high percentage of diamond hand holders, NFT owners who refuse to part with their chapters. Looks like the early chapters are way more popular. Another interesting theme here with these, these NFTs that unlock community, this hybrid, the Akuverse of digital world in real life. There's criticism. Oh, you buy these expensive things just so you could be cool and go to a party and, and meet these kinds of people or, or associate with them. And that's, I've seen that thrown around as a criticism. Man, I, why does everybody have, it just feels like people care so much about dumb shit now. Who cares? If somebody wants to buy a $500,000 NFT and go to a party, why not? That gets them into a party. Do you think that NFTs, that, that those types of parties didn't exist without NFTs? They did. This kind of stuff has been going on. This isn't new. It's just a different, fun, and interesting way. Got me thinking. Maybe maybe good to pick up some of these kinds of NFTs. And there's probably a lot of a lot of cool connections to be made really powerful connections inside some of these communities, especially this, the Aku moon god. Yeah, super interesting stuff. This has been a little, little different and weird without Hunt this week. First episode solo, he was getting some gear. It was last minute. We're all kind of running out of time. It's been a busy week. I was thinking maybe for the freestyle convo to dig more into back into the Elon Musk thing. We had been talking about it. It happened, as I'm sure you realize, you know, you heard. It's everywhere. He's buying Twitter. Whew. You know, I don't know. I, I guess I'm probably just going to leave this one alone and, and maybe we'll we'll taper this episode off a little early than me ranting for five to 10 minutes about this, but a couple thoughts that I do have. I really think that it's important to try to separate your politics and the gaslighting and the narratives coming out of this and understand and kind of look at what's going on. I am not personally upset that Elon Musk bought Twitter. I still believe that as a business, you should have the right to set your moderation policies the way you want, 
as long as you're in adherence with laws of where your business is established, then go for it, right? If I want to make a website about dogs and it gets huge and then the cat lovers come and say, this is not free speech. If this, this is, this is terrible. You need to have cats on this, this website. I don't think I should be required to put cats on that website. I don't know. I know it's not that simple. I know that Twitter has become, as Elon Musk calls it, a public, the public square. I'm just not sure that, I don't know. I, it, it is indeed serves that purpose, but not for everybody, not for, for everyone. And at what point does your platform become successful enough that now all of a sudden you have to adhere to different laws? I don't know. I think that it's going to be very interesting to see. I've noticed some really hilarious tweets about folks, you know, oh, I'm the new CEO of Twitter. I'm the new this. I'm the new that. And the idea there, of course, is pointing out that if anyone can say anything, then where, I don't know, if, if everybody can just tweet whatever they want, what if you can impersonate people? Is that free speech? Impersonating people, right? Where do you draw the line? There hat okay, so no lines. It isn't gonna be successful. It isn't. You you can't have Twitter did not grow to the size that it is without moderation. I'm not saying that every bit of content they've moderated was was done correctly, and that maybe we don't need to look at those things in more detail. One that I saw was related to someone getting censored for saying cloth masks don't work. I don't know if that actually happened. Let's assume it did. I think that it's pretty well known now. At this point, it's accepted that cloth masks aren't very effective. So where does that fall? You know, again, I just... I, I always end up at the same place. I don't think that's right, but if you don't like it, go use a different site. And I know that there's a lot of people think, people say that is not okay. That's not how it should be. But I don't, I don't know. If I want to build a business and I want to, I want to moderate my site in the way that aligns with laws, is in alignment with the, with the laws of my bit, you know, where my business is established. Why do you get to decide how, for me how to run my site? You know, I have a lot of experience with content moderation, and that's why I feel pretty strongly about this. And I I get the feeling that a lot of folks that have seen this as like a polarizing political issue maybe haven't been on the front lines. I stood up an application with a chat box. I was super stoked. I put months into building this thing and I came back the next morning and the chat box was filled with Nazi propaganda. Okay, that's free speech. They can do whatever they want, right? But guess what? My 
my application is not going to do well. People aren't going to want to come and hang out there. Not the crowd that I want to bring in if I just allow the trolls to overtake the chat box with Nazi propaganda. So, so what? I can't moderate that? When somebody comes in, there's, there's just so many, so many extreme ways to look at this, like examples that seem to, it just seems so clear. I don't get it. I don't know. That's too long for me to talk about it. This is not, uh, I don't know. I, I should stick to the tech, the more technology focused stuff. It happened though. I think, I don't know if the deal is hundred percent through Tesla stock dropped massively after the announcement. Amazon down massively this week. It's all getting crazy. Hunt, I need you back in the mix, man. Me rambling on is is not the it's not it, dude. Let's get your gear set up. We're gonna try like the remote setup for next week. This has been IDGen episode five, April 30th, 2022. Hope everybody had a great week. Looking forward to doing this again. Peace.